This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. invest in what uh, Tanae is is going to be doing in Ireland and also up in the Arctic. We've been talking about this week, uh, this month, financial freedom. You know, God wants us free from any servitude at all to money, whether it's by attitude, by by something of, of greed that we need to deal with, or by lack any of those things. God does not want external factors directing our lives. Are you listening? The Holy, that's the Holy Spirit's job. Amen. God's Word and the Holy Spirit, that's what directs my life. It's not my external circumstances. It's not the the test or the trial I'm going through. And it's certainly not something called money. And so we want to look at some things. There's some, some, we looked at spiritual attitudes last week, heart attitudes. And uh, I don't have time to review that. Uh, if you go on our website, the podcast is free. You can listen to that again. Or if you didn't have a chance to listen to it, you can listen to it there. But today I want to talk real quickly for a few minutes about debt trap decisions. You know, someone has said about decisions is that this, is that we make a decision and then the decision makes me. There's a lot of truth to that, isn't it? In many ways, not every way, because life happens. I understand stuff happens. You ever had stuff happen you weren't expecting? Tell me about it. Absolutely. So I understand that. But in, in much of our life, it's, it's, a, it's a result of decisions we've made, isn't it? Man, I can look back at some decisions I made, and I thought, man, wish I hadn't made that decision. But I can also look at some decisions that were very critical, and I thought, thank God I made that decision. Amen? And so uh, we're not here to, uh, you know, condemn anybody about our decisions, but we need to understand it. And many times financially that's true. Many times we find ourselves maybe uh, in a financial situation. Uh, Like I said, sometimes life just happens, emergencies happen, medical stuff happens. Hello? So I understand that. But many times we find ourselves in some difficulties because we've made some poor decisions. Amen? So we want to talk about decisions today, some, some debt trap decisions. And, uh, you know, and I know we all know what a decision, the definition of decision, but let me just read it out to you because sometimes, you know, when we just put it out there plain, it really sinks into us. A decision is a choice of direction. A choice of direction. You know, you're not here by accident this morning. You made a decision. You know, Tanae, way back there, 35 years ago in that restaurant, fifth quarter, I remember it well, she made a decision. And because of that decision, that has a lot to do with where you're at right now. Decision, same thing's true about you. It's a, it's a choice of direction. It, it, a decision is a choice also. It is a purpose and a resolve. A decision is not only a, an immediate uh, choice that we make, but it entails a resolve, doesn't it? If you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, not only does it take a, a decision in a moment where you accept Him and you're born again, but it takes a decision that is a resolve, doesn't it? I mean, this year, what, 43 years 
that I've been following the Lord. 43 years. Man, that, that takes a decision. And I want to tell you what. It hasn't all been smooth. Man, I'm telling you, it's, it's you know, it's been some of that. It, you know, the biggest battles, you know, Paul said, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of eternal life. Some of the biggest battles hadn't been against the devil. It's just been the battles of my own flesh, the battles of my own things that are going on, you know, inside me. And I have to get a grip on myself and say, wait a minute, boy. We done made a decision about this. We're going to follow it all the way through to the end. You better straighten up that attitude. You better, yeah, I know y'all never had to do that, so. But, you know, it's about decisions. Decisions, decisions, decisions. And some are our decisions that's led us to death. In Hosea 4, 6, the Scripture says that God says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Boy, if that's not true in finances. Isn't that true? Man, you know, you get that. I know you get them in the mail just like I do. You get all these great offers. Easy credit. We've got the money, money, money that you need. You can go out and buy that shiny new automobile or boat or set of golf clubs or whatever it is. And you ladies, whatever it is that, you know, that you like to buy. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, we all have those things, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, they're, they're easy credit. Boy, I'm telling you what. When they say easy credit, you know right then, boy, that's a debt trap waiting to happen. And so, you know, some of the decisions that get us into debt trouble, impulsive spending. You know, you're just going about your business. You're walking through the store there, you know. You're looking around at stuff, you know. You just felt like, you know, I wanted to get out and just, you know, I'm just going to window shop. Yep. And boy, you see those shoes. Ladies, you just got to have them. Man, wouldn't that look good with this outfit and that outfit? Or that pocketbook. Or guys, man, I'm telling you what. I just need that third drill. <laughs> got to have that saw, that new tool. Whatever it, is, we, whatever it might be, it might be something different for you, but we all are tempted with that, aren't we? That impulse spending. We're, we're, you know, it's not budgeted. It's not planned. We're just walking by. And we see it. And we got to have it. Impulse spending. That will get you in trouble quicker than anything in the world. I'm telling you, when, when that hits you, that's the time for you to keep, you know, there used to be a song called Walk On By. Just walk on by, honey. Just walk on by. Don't do that. Don't, don't, when you're tempted to do that, start praying, saying, Lord, <laughs> do I really need this? Do I really need this? This is just a want. Do I need this? Do I need that 30th pair of shoes? Do I need that 12th pocketbook? Do I need that third saw? Whatever it might be. Impulse spending. We've all been tempted that way. And then there's something I call impatient spending. You know, and, and you know, when you're young, uh, you know, and you're first getting started out, man, you need everything, don't you? Straying them in here, where are they at? Are they with the... I don't know where they're at. I saw them earlier. I don't see them now. They're in, it's a young couple engaged. They're getting ready to get married. You know, but when you first get, you know, you, if it's like Cindy and I, man, we, 
we, we got married. I mean, I shared with you, we were, we were living on the mission field. We were sleeping in a single bed. I mean, a little old bitty bed, you know. And then we graduated up to a bigger mattress, but it went like that. <laughs> and then, you know, when God bless, we came back off the mission field, every piece of furniture we had was loaned to us. We didn't own a thing. We had a little bitty black and white TV with a coat hanger in it. We didn't have nothing. I mean, we, we, you know. And, you know, and what I call impatient spending is, you know, you're, you're in that situation and you see either what mom and dad had or what somebody else has. And, boy, they've got this, you know, all this nice furniture and they've got this nice house and they've got driving a nice car. And the next thing you think, you know, I want that. And so we get impatient. Rather than waiting on God to supply, we figure out, hey, I heard this ad about easy credit. I can have this new set of furniture for just 60 easy payments. <laughs> Man, I, I, so one day we got something in the, in the uh, mail, and uh, it was, they wanted to loan us some money. You're pre-approved. you ever get those stuff? You're pre-approved for $30,000. And I look around on that thing, and they want to charge you 49% interest. You got to be out of your mind. You got, you, are you crazy? That ought to be, they ought to be locking them up. That's against the law. ought to be against the law. But some people won't read that. You realize, you know, the way debt works against you. A $2,000 credit card bill at 18%, if you pay the minimum payment on that, it will take you as long as it does to pay off a 30-year mortgage. Just so you know. Impatient spending. Listen, a lot of times we're in debt because we won't trust and wait on God to meet that need. To get that need. And remember, we talked about last week, Paul said, we need to learn to reach a certain contentment level. He said our contentment level, he said if you have clothing and if you have food, in other words, if you've got the basics where you're, you're able to feed and clothe your family and you've got shelter, you, he said that's a contentment level that we need to reach, that we can be content in God. Amen. See, especially in, in, in our system here, you know, of economics. I mean, all these ads are to make you feel discontent. You know, you'd be happy if you had this bigger car. You'd be happier if you had this fishing boat. You'd be happier, dot, dot, dot. And see, the Scripture says our happiness is not in things. Didn't Jesus say that a man's life, a person's life, your happiness, your, your, your value in life to, is not dependent on the things he possesses? But the world system says, oh, honey, you need that. You need to wear this, and you need to live there, and you need to drive this. And boy, then, yeah, then, then you're going to be miserable because you're going to be in debt up to your eyeballs. And then you're going to start fighting with your spouse over money issues. Then you're going to have marital problems on top of the money issues. Boy, this is good preaching. I'm trying to be a good pastor for you. I want to help you out. 
And then uh, the other one's closely uh, related to it, and I call it discontented spending. Look in Colossians. You're right. Turn over to Colossians 3, 5. We'll read a scripture here. I call it discontented spending. In other words, we haven't learned to be content. I'm going to tell you, the more stuff you own, the more problems you got. Because you get all that stuff, you got to maintain all that stuff. You got to pay for all that stuff. You got to have, listen, you, you know we got the stuff because, you know, the, uh, the, 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 uh, you know, you got the storage industry is a multi billion dollar industry now. You know why it's, they make so much money on that? Because we got so much stuff, we can't even keep it all in our own house. We got to pay somebody so we can put stuff over there that most of the time we ain't even using. But you know, I got I got to have that. I got to know it's there. I got, something's not right somewhere. Can you imagine if in the church, the body of Christ in America, if we just had a one gigantic body of Christ wide uh, uh, big rummage sale that we just, all the stuff we're not using that was in storage, we sold it and we gave all that money to missions? It'd be millions of dollars. I ain't got, I, I'm sure of it. That's not a bad idea, is it? <laughs> Colossians 3, 5. Notice what he said. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Now, see, these first things we're all going to be in agreement about. Sexual immorality. Yes, sir. Amen, Lord. Amen, Pastor. Impurity. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You tell them, Pastor. Lust. That's right. Evil desires. You tell them, Pastor. And greed. Uh-oh. What's driving a lot of debt? Got to have it. I just got, man, I mean, man, when I show up church, I'm going to be styling. Ooh, man, am I going to look good. And I get into the office, man, woo, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. I'm going to look so good. You just don't know. But pastor, I just, man, just makes me feel so good. Well, you need to let the Holy Ghost make you feel so good. Amen. You need to let the peace of God make you feel so good. You need to let the joy of the Lord make you feel so happy. Amen. He said, greed which is idolatry. Boy, we got to be careful, church. Does God want to bless you? Absolutely. I'm absolutely convinced of that. God wants you Listen, I believe that God wants His people to be rich. I didn't say you'd be a millionaire. Rich means to have a full supply. That you meet all of your needs. Amen. And that you can help people that are in need. You can help support the gospel. You can help support missions work. God wants His people to be rich. But listen, first He's got to cure you of being greedy before He can bless you to be rich. Because greedy people don't want to let go of their money except for what they want. But see, we have to learn. Why do we talk about tithes and offerings here? Why do we talk about giving to people? Because not only is it helping the work of God, it's helping you. Because that's the way to combat greed. As soon as the devil starts telling me, well, buddy, you better watch out now. You can't afford to give this or you can't afford to give that. Man, I'm telling you, get out of the way. I'm going to start giving it. Thank you for the. 
a decision. Let me give you a decision spending management platform here real quick. Three questions to ask yourself when you're getting ready to, 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 to uh, exercise your decision-making about your money. There's basically three things you can do with it. You can spend it, you can save it, or you can seed it. Isn't that right? You can either spend it, you can save it, or you can seed it. Now, I'm talking about beyond our bills. We understand there are certain obligations that we have to pay. Amen? Unless you want to live in the dark, you know, with no heat and air conditioning. That's your choice. That's fine. That's called off-the-grid living, I believe. Isn't that what they call it now? <laughs> Today's about to go up where they do off-the-grid living. <laughs> but spend it. Ask yourself, is this purchase part of my budget? Thank you. <laughs> Have I budgeted for this? See, we talked about impulsive spending. Come on. Y'all looking at me like a cow at a new gate. <laughs> Will it bring greater peace to my life? I mean, I, I just got to remember all that stuff that's now in storage. Remember when you needed to have that stuff? You just had to have it now. You know, you ever notice how stuff gets cycled? You know, we see something, we just got to have it. We buy that and it's new. But then it's not new anymore. And so we see something else and it gets, maybe it gets shuffled, you know, back to the back bedroom. And then it gets stuffed in that extra closet. And eventually it gets out the door into storage. Because what? We got something else now that we got to have new. <laughs> Done gone to meddling now. Spend it. Is this part of my budget? Now, see, you see, see, see people, maybe they're, they're living in a particular type of house or they're living in such a way. Now, here's the thing. Don't pass judgment on them. You don't know whether they're in debt or whether they, you know, they've just been wise money managers and they've got to a place to where they can live at that level. Amen? But don't you go getting in debt just so you can live at the level that they're living at. Because if you get in debt trying to live at that level, you're not going to be happy driving it, living in it, sleeping on it, or sitting on it. You're going to be miserable. So is it, is it in my budget? And then, or you can save it. Is the purchase part of my overall financial plan? Or should I save it for emergencies or retirement? You know, you ought to be working on saving you, uh, you know, enough money so that you've got some emergency funds. One of the things that gets people in debt is they have an emergency and they don't have any cash saved, so they have to put it on a credit card. Now, I know that that can happen, you know, an unusual, a very unusual uh, situation can happen. Could be medical, could be some other kind of uh, emergency that hits you. Life happens. I understand that. There's no condemnation. If you're in debt, this is not a condemnation. We, we want you to get out of debt. God wants you to get out of debt. Isn't that right? And that you can get to a place to where you, God has supplied your needs that you don't have to be in debt. But it takes some cooperation on your part. You know, you need to you utilize some good decision-making and make some good plans. And God, ask God to help you. You know, God has, doesn't have the accident of salvation. You ever heard of the accident of salvation? You ever heard of the plan of salvation? <laughs> God, I mean, you know, for important things, we need to have a plan. 
Isn't that right? God, God says, listen, if you think God's not a planner, he had this whole thing about salvation. It says he had it planned out before he ever created the world. Boy, that's some planning, isn't it? So save it. We, we should, you should be saving some. Amen? I know we'd much rather hear about how God's going to supernaturally send us $10,000 in the mail. And listen, God can do that. But I want to tell you what, that's not, we don't live that way. We don't live at that point. We live where little by little wealth is accumulated. And we do it by cooperating with God. Amen? At every level, we keep ourselves faithful. We give God His portion. Uh, Part of it we spend, but a part of it we need to save. You need to be saving stuff. If it's just $10, start somewhere. Start where you're at. Save it. Begin to save it up. Begin to look to save and get about, uh, you know, Three months of emergency funds. In other words, if, if, if you didn't have any income for three months, you'd be all right. You say, wow. Yeah, God can do that. Now, you, listen, I, listen, I've lived from week to week before. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, I'm trying to say, this is where God wants to bring you to. If you're not there, don't be condemned about it. Just rejoice. Hallelujah. God's got something better for you. So should I spend it? Should I save it? Or should I seed it? Has God given me this money as seed to either invest in the kingdom, uh, to, to help someone else out, or to increase what? My harvest. Amen. Many times I've done this. I've looked at it. Now, this, this I'm not saying this is gospel. I'm saying this is experience I've had. Does everybody understand me? Okay. So, but a lot of times I've looked at when I have a need and what I have won't meet my need, I've always looked at it as a seed. If my, if, if my need is bigger than my seed, what I, the money I've got on hand, then many times, you know what I do? I, I look at it as a seed. So I look and pray and say, God, where can I sow this seed for the most good? You show me, whether it's for the kingdom or to help somebody else or whatever, because that seed is going to be the avenue to meet my need. Amen? Because if I owe 1000 and I got 250 I mean, why would you hold on to that 250 it ain't gonna, It's not going to miraculously turn into 1000 Unless you do something with it. What? You put it in God's hands. You begin to seed it. And I'm telling you, uh, you know, that seed principle, it absolutely is valid. It works. It works. So here's the thing. You're going to be either spending, saving, or seeding. And you know, really, you should get to the place to where you're doing all three. All three. And see, that's where God wants to bring you to. If you're not there yet, don't beat yourself up. But just go to God. I'd go to God and say, okay, God, I, I, want, I want to get out of debt. I want to get to that, that place you have for me, that level you have for me. Amen? Like I said, I, see, I'm not saying we're not all going to be millionaires. I hope some of you do go to that level. 
Because I got plans for God's part. <laughs> and I'd love to say, hey, I got some millionaire friends, but that's okay. Amen. So let real quickly, because I'm running out of time, but how do we assess debt responsibly? In other words, how do we make this decision about debt? Turn over to Proverbs 22. When should we go in debt? See, I know that there's some people say, you should absolutely never go into debt. Well, I don't agree with them on that. Are you listening to me? I mean, you know, you going to pay cash for your house? Good for you. We, we applaud you. Most of us are not going to do that, are we? So we want to assess debt. There's different kinds of debt. Some debt is bad debt, and it's always bad debt. Other debt is, is, is in a different category. So let me just share with you. Uh, 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 Proverbs chapter 22. <clears throat> Let's look at verse 7. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Now, this is especially true in what I call unsecured debt. In other words, <clears throat> credit card debt, any kind of revolving credit card debt like that. See, you're a slave to the lender. You're a slave to who you uh, to who lended it, uh, lend the money to you through that credit card, and you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay that interest out. And usually, things you buy with a, a credit card like that, they um, they they don't increase in value. That most of the time, they decrease in value. You know, you can buy that nice new set of clothes, but you know what? That ain't an investment, honey. You look good in it. We'll give you that. You look really good in it. Well, man, you're looking sharp. You're looking good. You, I mean, you're in the latest style, but I want to tell you what. It, it has no increase in value. You, you carry it out of that store, and that's it. As, 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 as my brother used to say, you know, if it rip, rares, tears, or runs downhill, it's probably going down in value. <laughs> he had a folksy way about saying things. Credit cards, cars, boats, furniture, all this kind of stuff. It's what I call unsecured debt. Nothing wrong with having that, but listen, it's not going to increase in value. You ever bought a new car? Drive that thing off a lot? Then you go back and want to, wanna, you know, you want them to let you have your money back? Well, guess what? There's something magical about that line between the parking lot and the street. I haven't figured out what that is, but it's just like something magical happens as soon as you drive past that line. Man, the value goes down. It does. It absolutely does. That's why, you know... You, you ought to, man, buy something that's, that's pre-owned, that's certified pre-owned. Let somebody else uh, eat, take the devaluation on it, and you buy it. You know, you can get something pre-owned. You almost, it'll almost have the same uh, warranty on it as it did when it was new. Let somebody else take that hit. Why you take it? Amen? You know, if you want to buy some furniture, either save up, you know, every month, D divide it up and say, okay, this is how much it's going to cost. We're gonna, so we're going to set this money aside every month. And we're going to go pay cash. Or there, there are a few instances where you can get something where you can pay it off in six months or a year without interest. Well, that's okay. You can do that. 
But don't buy it on a credit card that's got 18 or 21% interest. Honey. See, that gets into that impatient. Man, I saw that sofa and I got to have it. I mean, that looks so good right over there. And we can put this right over there. Hey, we've been there. So all that is what we call unsecured debt. Your furniture is not going to go up in value. Are you listening? Appliances are not going to go up in value. A car, boat, anything. That's, it's just not. It's just the way it is. Nothing wrong with having those things, but don't go into credit to get them. Don't go into debt. Debt being free. I'm telling you, it's good to be free from debt. Isn't it, baby? I'm telling you, it's good. Now, I hold a mortgage on my house, but I'm telling you what. It's going up in value, not down. That's what we want to look at. So that debt is different, like buying a house. You know, and even then, I would say, this is my opinion, don't buy the most expensive house on your street or or in the neighborhood. Amen. Let somebody else do that. (laughs) Then buy. You know, because, you know, your your house value will go up. It's just a wise thing. You know, everybody on our street, their house is bigger than ours. Don't bother me one bit. I'm like, yeah, good to see you. Glad you built right down the street from me. That's a beautiful house, man. That thing's, that's awesome. (laughs) Glad you built it two doors down from mine. (laughs) I didn't say that, but I, amen. But, but, you know, buying a house is a good thing. If you're renting right now, again, there's no condemnation that, but you don't believe God to get past renting because, you know, you don't build any equity. You don't get anything. I mean, you, you get, you know, a roof over your head. That's absolutely important. <laughs> but, you know, don't look to stay there. Believe God to move forward. And remember, in God, you know, it's little by little, little by little that you gain wealth. The Bible talks about it. We won't talk about it today, but it says, you know, wealth that's quickly got is quickly lost. Do you know most people that win the lottery in, in, a, in a year or two years' time, they, don't, they can't got a dime to show for it because they know how to manage that kind of money. They just went out and spent it all. My gosh, we're thousandaires or whatever. <laughs> you, we need to learn how to manage what God's given us, and that starts with being what? Content with what God's given us. Doesn't mean that we, we, we're wrong to expect God to increase that and, and to bring more, but we learn to be content where we're at. We use what God's given us wisely. We spend what we should spend, we save a portion of it, and we give God His portion that belongs to His. We seed it. And if you will do that and, and be thankful, I mean, one of the biggest ways to battle discontentment is to have an attitude of gratitude. Be thankful. Uh, you know, I told you the other day, when I, we look back, at the, we had this little bitty apartment over in Old Cloverdale when we first got married. I mean, the kitchen was so small, it was hard for, for Cindy and I, and Jessica was just a baby, for us both to be in there, all three of us to be in there at the same time. I mean, you know, you, it was, you hardly couldn't change your mind in there. It was small. And, and you know, and we, we had this, the, the, you remember these uh, dish, uh, uh, washing machines and dryers that were the stack things? Remember those old things back in the 80s? 
man, we had one of those, and we had to, we had to shoehorn it into the, on, on the way out as you went out. So you kind of had to go like this to, to go out the back door. <laughs> but boy, we had one. Everything. But you know, with all that going on and everything, we were just as happy as we could be. We had no idea that we were poor. <laughs> Well, maybe we did, but, but we didn't, I mean, we, weren't, we didn't go around thinking about, oh, we don't, we don't have this. We were, just, we were just happy. We were happy with God, happy with each other. We were starting a family. I mean, you know, we, we, we had a, a TV with a, with a coat hanger for an antenna. Hey, you know, everybody else had cable. We had a coat hanger. But we didn't, we didn't care. That's what I'm talking about. You get content. You, you learn to, to be thankful for what you do have. That's the starting place, isn't it? And then, God, does God want to uh, prosper you and increase you? Absolutely, He does. Of course, He does. Amen? Jesus didn't say, in my Father's house are many sheds. <laughs> Did He? <laughs> It said, my father's house are many outhouses. He said, in my father's house there are many what? So God's got mansion. He's mansion-minded. Amen? But here's the thing. We learn to be content where we are, and little by little, God increases it. Amen? So here's the thing. God will help you get out of debt if you will begin to make some right decisions about your finances. And the first one is this, you need to go home if you're married and say, you know what, honey, no more of this bad debt. We're going to eliminate debt. We're not going to incur any more debt. Amen? And you, you sit down. One of, the, one of the ways to do that is just sit down and, you know, look at, you know, make a list of your debts. Well, what do we owe? What, what do we owe? You know, and one way to attack that is take the, the, the smallest debt and attack it first. Or another way is maybe you've got a, a, a one particular credit card debt and it's got a really high interest. You might want to attack it first. But get yourself a plan and say, we're going to attack this debt. And I mean, you know what? If you sit down and you say, we got this debt and this debt and this debt. Say you had three, three things that were unsecured debt. If you got rid of those, you'd automatically get a raise. You'd be like, Man, we get rid of these. Man, that'll be a three hundred month, a uh, dollar month of raise. There, we've gone through that. Man, you get your, give you if you, you know if the boss ain't giving you a raise, give yourself a raise by getting out of debt. Now here's the thing: don't rob God to get out of debt. I mean, you can, but it's not a good option. That's your decision. But I, as your pastor, I would. Encourage you not to do that. Amen. So incur no more unsecured debt. Create a plan to attack your debt. There are a lot of good resources out there, Christian-based resources. Dave Ramsey's one. There's others. But you can get out there, and they can give you some good, just practical wisdom about, you know, how to get out of debt and how to move forward so that you can stay out of debt. I mean, you know, some people, if God supernaturally got you out of debt today, by next year, you'd be right back in it. Because if you don't change the way you think and the way you manage your money, you'd be right back there again. 
That's, and I'm not, I don't say that to condemn anybody. I've been there. You say, this doesn't sound too spiritual. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Jesus sure talked a lot about money. Because I'm going to tell you, honey, when your money ain't right, it affects a whole lot of other things, even your spiritual life, your marital life. Come on. It affects a whole lot of things. And let's just be honest about it. Isn't that true? <laughs> and then always remember, honor God with his portion. Let's look over at Malachi. God wants to help you get out of debt. I believe that with all my heart. He wants, you to, he wants to help you get out of debt. Amen. God's, in not, God's not in debt. As a matter of fact, you know, God is, is, is so against debt that he said in Proverbs, whoever gives to the poor, he says, you're lending to the Lord. And he said, and, he said, and God's going to repay you because God don't want to be in debt. So, you know, when you, you give to, to, to the needy, you give to the poor, I'm telling you what, you're lending to God. God's not going to let that balance sheet stay there. Amen. We honor God with his portion. Malachi 3. Notice what he says here. We've got to close. 3.10. He said, bring the whole tithe into my storehouse. There may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. Test me. Prove me in this says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Ooh, I like that. I like that plan. Wouldn't it be something to, to prosper to such a degree that you, I mean, you don't know what to do with it all. Ooh, listen. If you've never known the joy of giving and blessing others, oh, I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Man, you, you find somebody's in need, you've, you've got the resources, and you can meet that need. Oh, it's, isn't that what Paul quoted Jesus said? It's more blessed to give than receive. God wants us to, to get in that position so that what? We can be those what, who bless others. And God wants to do that. And he said one of the ways, he says, is put yourself in position. When we honor God with his portion, we position ourselves. Now, there's other components to it. Number one, we've got to get out of debt. Because, see, if you're in a lot of debt, God may be blessing you, but it's all going to the man. You know, in, in Jesus' day, they were what they called the money lenders. They were despised. You know why? Because they loaned money at interest, which God said was a no-no. Yeah. That's what we call them nowadays, loan sharks. Yeah. They prey on people. Just like I told you about that thing where they, you know, uh, they want the interest rate. They go, oh, you can have 30000 a day at 50% interest. I mean, I'm serious. I, I've had... I don't know if that was just me being mad or my righteous indignation. I thought about calling up that 800 number and just tell them, are you crazy? <laughs> this ought to be against the law. In some states it is. 
But, you know, put yourself in position for God to bless you and for you to, to, to see the benefits of that. Get out of debt. Begin to save. Begin to save toward your retirement. And then uh, to be in a position where not only giving God's portion back to Him, but Paul said over there, he said, we can come to a place to where we are able to give unto every good work. Boy, I'm not there yet, but I sh- I'm on my way. I sure, I'm looking forward to getting there. Isn't that right? To where, man, I'm telling you, I want to be able to give. Man, I want to be able to give. I appreciate you wanting to give to me. Thank you, but you know what? I, I, I want to give. I want to be a giver. I want to be, be able to be generous. I want to be able to bless people. I want to be able to lift people who are hurting. Man, I've been there. I've been there when I didn't have two nickels rubbed together. Man, I've told you that we went back on the mission field of Argentina with two babies in diapers, and I'm telling you what, we didn't have two dimes. I mean, we landed in, in Buenos Aires, and we were still five hours away from home. No car, no truck, no way of transportation, no money to get any, two babies, and 17 pieces of luggage. Kind of hard to put that on a bicycle. So, I, you know, I'm not saying, I've been there. I've been there. I know what it is. And I know that God will meet that. But God doesn't want us to stay there. Honor God with his portion. All right, let me give you some real quickly because we've got we to gotta, we gotta stop. We're going to receive a special offering to help today. Action points, real quickly. Honestly assess your financial debt load. Create a plan to attack your debt load. Never steal from God to pay off your debt. That's just going from, you know, from the frying pan into the fire, as we used to say. Amen. Would you bow your heads just for a moment? Every, every, head, eye, every head bowed, every eye closed. You're here this morning, and maybe you're, you, you know, you, you say, Pastor, man, you're talking to me this morning. I've gotten myself in debt, my family in debt. You know, I'm really struggling. I don't know how, you know, we're borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. We're using one credit card to pay off another one. You're just in a, in a difficult, difficult situation. I've got good news for you. Thank God I've got good news for you. Jesus Christ was anointed and has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. You don't have to stay poor. You don't have to stay in bondage. But here's the thing. You need to repent of what got you in debt. Not to me. Not to me. To God. It's none of my business. But to God. And you, right now, I'm going to pray. And as I pray, if that if God's speaking to you in this, and you need to, you talk to God right there where you are. You talk to God. Say, God... I repent. I, I, I did the best I knew. I, I thought this was the right way to go, but I can see now that, you know, I've got myself in this mess, and, and, and I repent. I'm not going to go this route anymore, and I need you to help me. You talk to God. Father, right now, I'm praying, Father, for those who are in that particular situation. God, they're, they're in a situation, maybe some are even desperate. I'm praying for, Lord, as they repent and turn to you, that you're going to supernaturally 
For those who truly from their heart repent, you supernaturally deliver them and help them. Give them wisdom to, to make a good financial decisions and plans going forward. Even though it may be hard for a while, God, I pray that you will encourage them and you will strengthen them in this matter. In the name of Jesus. If you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've never accepted His payment. The Bible says that He was delivered unto death for our sins and raised for our justification. The Bible says whoever will believe that, will believe on Jesus and receive Him as Savior, their sins will be forgiven. They will be made right with God. If you've never done that this morning, I want to pray with you while heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, but you want to this morning, I want to pray for you. Would you just raise your hand and I'll know to pray for you and include you in this prayer. Just lift it up and put it back down. I'm not going to ask you to say anything or do anything. I just want to know who I'm praying for. I'll give you just a moment. Holy Spirit, you deal with hearts. You deal with hearts. I don't see any hands. Okay. Hallelujah. Now, Father, we're getting ready in just a moment. Ushers, you get ready too. Father, we're going to sow into the, the ministry of Tanae. We're going to sow into her uh, ministry to Ireland and even on forward into to the Arctic. God, speak to, to hearts here what we should sow and what we should give. And I just pray, Lord, that everyone you speak to will just be obedient. Just be obedient in Jesus' name. If you're writing a check out, just write, one, write your checks to Passion Church, and then what we'll do is we'll just get everything together and we'll give today one check. And I encourage you, if you can, do something. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.